Hello and welcome to Sapphic World, the podcast. This is episode 19. The week is December 29 through January 5. And I am your host, D. Perkins. Boom. It's 2021. As uh, 2020 comes to an end, we will remember all that we didn't like, what we missed, who we lost. But in the midst of all that went wrong, there were some shining moments for queer women that certainly brightened up an otherwise pretty bleak year for many. This list is from Out.com and it contains uh, 15 moments that prove queer women won 2020. From weddings, TV, film, to music and video games, here are some of favorite queer women moments from the year. Again, this is from Out.com. And believe me, this list is uh, not all-inclusive by a long shot. But it's a starting point. So, number one, Happiest Season breaks the internet Hulu records. Everyone on Twitter was talking about uh, Happiest Season, the lesbian Christmas rom-com from Clea Duvall and starring Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, and a scene-stealing Aubrey Plaza. It quickly became the most popular movie to premiere on Hulu and a huge cultural moment. Two, The Owl House brings bi-representation to Disney. Created by Dana Terrace, who is also bi, The Owl House uh, became the first show on the Disney Channel to ever star a bisexual protagonist this year. Congratulations to Luz and Amity. Three, Nisi Nash gets married. We've all loved the hilarious and beautiful Nisi Nash for years and everything from Reno 911 to Claws. So when she surprises by announcing she got married to a woman, singer Jessica Betts, this year, the entire lesbian internet blew up. Love one jaw. Grammy nominee four Grammy nominations for Phoebe Bridgers, Brittany Howard, queer women. Queer women dominated the Grammy nominations this year. Brittany Howard scored five nominations, and Bridgers added four more. Plus, other artists like Lady Gaga and Chica added. Uh, Chica picked up nominations as well. And yo, Chica's pretty dope. I don't know if y'all, like, I mean, I'm sure you listen to her. Some of y'all have, probably some of you haven't. They're all dope. Actually, all, all of these artists, I don't want to say they're not. But I'm just saying that Chica's, like, she's, she's, she reminds me of, like, a female Biggie Smalls, yo. Like, you gotta hear her. It's not even just, it's, like, everything. Her whole, like, her steed, you know what I mean? Like, her whole, like, her whole stilo, her, uh, her flow. Like, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really digging Chica. I hope she, uh, does win a Grammy. Um, if she doesn't now, she will. I, I believe that. So, anyway, five. Teen lesbians just want to dance in the prom. Ryan Murphy's The Prom came out. Uh, on You can watch that on Netflix. That's about uh, lesbians in high school. Uh, six, The Year of Sarah Paulson. Um, Sarah Paulson definitely killed it this year. In a year where we needed entertainment to distract us from the horrors of the real world, Sarah Paulson was there for us. She started in Mrs. America, Run, and Ratchet, and gave us everything we needed. Um... Yeah, and aside from being all that, she's been super cute with her partner, Holland uh, Taylor. And so, yeah. Um, there are several other ones on there. Uh, Catchadora is canon. Some more Netflix, She-Ra and the Princess of Power. Check that out. Eight, Danny and Jamie in The Haunting of Bly Manor. Have you all watched that? The spooky show uh, everyone's talking about this year? Yeah. Uh, that has at the center a lesbian love story between American nanny Danny and British groundskeeper Jamie. 
Have you seen that? Netflix really has been killing it with like the lesbian like content. Like who knew? Um, number nine, uh, the half of it. Uh, the half of it marks Alice Wu's return to filmmaking. Iconic lesbian filmmaker Alice Wu. Uh, from Saving Face, returned for the first time in 15 years to bring us this instant classic about a teen lesbian trying to help her friend woo a classmate she also had a crush on. Um, Yeah, so this was one of the uh, best movies of the year, apparently. 10, Harley Quinn gets a gay movie and a gayer show. Holla. 11, uh, Javicia Leslie is the new Batwoman. When Ruby Rose left the, uh, the role as Batwoman in her own CW show, queer women were panicking, but then Javicia Leslie stepped in. The bisexual actress and movie TIE fighter got a new costume and is making us uh, more excited than ever to watch the show. 12, uh, The Last of Us 2 is the best game of 2020. The long-awaited sequel sees the return of our favorite clicker-fighting queer, Ellie, as she explores the post-apocalyptic world with her girlfriend, Dina. Uh, the game was one of the most popular video games of the year and won Game of the Year at the Game Awards. 13. Miley enters her rock era. Uh, she collaborated with Dua Lipa, Stevie Nicks, and Billy Idol. Uh, she got Dirty and Dangerous with both covers and original songs this year. I don't know. That's what they said. They're like, Miley Cyrus is a shapeshifter, and this year she gave us 80s rock idol. I don't know. Some shit. I, I guess. It wouldn't be on my list, but it's on theirs, right? This is Out.com's list, not mine. Okay? Okay. Now, 14. Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe get engaged. Woohoo! Uh, Sue Bird is one of women's uh, basketball's all-time greats, and Megan Rapinoe is one of the best soccer players in the world. Right now, they are, are uh, one of the hottest lesbian couples there is. And number 15, according to Out.com, is uh, Punky Johnson joins SNL. Um, Punky Johnson became the very first out black lesbian to join Saturday Night Live's cast this year and is already bringing a completely new voice and point of view to the classic show. It's about damn time. Now, like I said, that's Out.com's list. But let me just add that The Brat came out. Tracy Chapman made a live performance appearance for her first time in nearly 15 years when she performed her song um, uh, to inspire votes to uh, folks to vote. Uh, Awang Chua and her wife on the cover of L UK. Cookie Kawaii in Vogue. Raven Simone got married. I don't know. The list goes on and on and on. Anyway, yay gay. 2020. It's 2021, bitch. 2021. Let's see. So uh, moving on to some news. Let's see what's going on around the world. Uh, So New York enacts legislation that uh, requires single-person bathrooms to be gender-neutral. Uh, I don't know. I kind of thought that was like how that already worked, but I don't know, perhaps not everywhere. So, you know, that's cool. Uh, cool for them to have that on the books officially now, I guess. So, uh, yeah. Um, what else? Gay conservative complains, uh, lesbians are becoming men. Yeah. To elaborate, gay conservative writer Andrew Sullivan has drawn confusion and condemnation for an anti-transgender column arguing that lesbian women are disappearing because they are, quote, becoming men. Um, 
Yeah. Okay, so the former New York Magazine writer and former New York New Republic editor uh, made the claim in a, col- a column titled, Where Have All the Lesbians Gone? For conservative magazine, The Spectator. That kind of answers all the questions. But anyway, um, so in the column, Sullivan complains that lesbians won't be able to, quote, take care of gay men when we get sick. And argues that tomboyish lesbian teens are, quote, being told that whatever obstacles they may encounter can be resolved through male hormones, end quote. I'm stopping right there. I can't with this. I, I put some more on the web. There's more on the website. Like, I had never heard nobody been told that. The fuck? Okay, so, um... Random here. A study finds that lesbian, gay, and bisexual veterans uh, are at higher risk of committing suicide. Uh, Duh. Now, if the world could stop being mean to people over love. But I digress. And moving on. Hey, sexting. Okay, look. So, uh, Cosmopolitan.com released a... uh, these seven tips on sexting. I don't know. The, the tips are kind of like whatever. I don't they They're like, I, I, just listen. Okay. So like the list is explained in more detail at cosmopolitan.com. Um, it also has like inspo for those that may be a little less creative. So you can link to that from our show notes, but here's the list right here. Okay. So um, like in brevity, tip number one, establish some ground rules. Tip number two, ask for consent. Tip number three, make sure you've got, make sure you're not rushing the whole sexting thing. Hey, no sexting on the first date, okay? <laughs> okay, but boom. boom. Uh, tip number four, don't take, uh, don't take yourself too seriously. Tip number five, have a few phrases ready to use. Uh, I don't know, I have some thoughts on that. But anyway, uh Tip number six, be mindful about how your partner is responding. And tip number seven, practice, practice, practice. Yeah, some of those are probably leaving you like, huh? But like I said, the list is explained more uh, at Cosmo.com. I'm not going into more detail on it, but I just thought it was funny just that they even had uh, a list up for lesbian sexting tips, specifically, you know, for lesbians. Yeah. Uh, mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, anyway, so let's see, um, this is kind of cute. So on December 21, the West Hollywood City Council made the decision that they want to rename the local West Hollywood Library after late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, three in favor, two opposed. I wonder why the two opposed it. Like, anyway, so the honor for, uh, Justice Ginsburg is based on her status as an icon for women for the lgbtq community uh for workers and every progressive value that was hollywood holds council member seppi shine said the uh the remaining of the library is not finalized by the vote uh the public facilities commission must weigh the proposal before the official decision is made but the city council's position has been made I know the library is also part of the the Los Angeles County Library System, which means um, they would have to confer with them to make the change. So I don't know that may or may not even happen. But the name of the facility, if finalized, would become the uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg West Hollywood Library. 
And uh, apparently you have to wait, like, uh, is it the rules, um, there's like a little obstacle because the rules dictate that the town must wait at least two years after a person's death before naming a public building or property after that person. And a Seppi Shine uh, council uh, woman there, council person member, council member, um, wants to forego that. So, you know, I don't know. But I don't know. I'm like, why wait the two-year period, you know, like just to make sure they're really dead? You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's like some good reason, but I, I don't know. I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more uh, institutions, roads, etc. being named after uh, Justice RBG and uh, two years are not. So it's not, you know, uh, that a long time to, to, to wait. But I'm sure, you know, West Hollywood will get its name changed sooner or later. Um, what else? There's not a whole lot I want to like mention. There's a lot of stuff on the website, and um, you know these these episodes I've been using to really just address issues or to just follow certain things, and they just kind of run through the highlights and the uh, headlines of stuff. You know, guests are coming back in a couple weeks, and um, or one more episode after this. So anyway, um, but just so much has been happening like right now that I just really wanted to tackle those things um and so like listen to this like this woman threatens to bomb a school for supporting same-sex marriage like it's that deep you know what i mean like it's that deep out here like so when sister uh mary birchman um president emeretta of georgetown visitation preparatory school the oldest catholic school for girls in the united states tried to do the right thing by highlighting the accomplishments of lgbtq plus alumni in the school magazine she never imagined the type of backlash the school would receive um and i'm reading this story from uh, out.com so it became uh it began in may 2019 when berkman's uh announced in a letter to former students that the magazine would publish any updates they chose to share with their former classmates, uh, including announcements of same-sex marriages. The decision to do so came about after um, a period of reflection on the significance of the teachings of Jesus. Hello, thank you. Somebody actually, I don't know, taking the time to... Whatever. Uh, So, quote, recently a visitation... um, friend invited me to reflect upon what it means to love Jesus in relation to, uh, with our LGBTQ plus alumni, she wrote at the time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm not going to read all that. So anyway, um, she just basically said they're going to, you know, publish the, the stories of the alumni and it would, at the announcements and that would conclude same-sex marriages and whatever else, right? So a couple of days later, Sonia uh, Tabazada, 36, heard about the decision and called the school to make violent threats over the new policy, which included bombing the building and recruiting, quote, soldiers to commit the crime, according to uh, the Daily Beast. Um, listen to her. This, this is these like this is direct quotes. This is what she said. Hey, motherfuckers, I'm going to burn that motherfucking church. I'm going to bomb that bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. That's what she said. Um, it's not fun. It's not fun. Oh my gosh. I shouldn't be laughing. It shouldn't be laughing because it's a very serious threat. You know what I mean? Like she's threatening people's lives. Uh, um, but this is what she said. Um, and she reportedly lives in, um, Southern California and she's not an alumni of visitation, which is located in Washington, DC. So it's like, she's not even alumni. So why are you reading the fucking magazine lady person, whoever? Um, anyway, so, uh, she continues to rant and say, 
I'm going to fucking kill you guys. I'm going to send my fucking soldiers, motherfuckers. Remove the fucking gay motherfuckers from your magazine or I'm going to fucking kill your kids. That's a promise. <laughs> this chick is wild, yo. She's like fucking mobster. Yo. I'm going to kill your fucking kids. That's a promise. <laughs> anyway, so um, Tabazada made a second call. Uh, this is what she says on, on the next call. This is a quote now. Don't. This is her. So, uh, what kind of pervert priest do you guys have running the show? Nobody cares for those girls? You're crushing an innocent motherfucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, she kept going. I'm going to fucking blow up the school and call it uh, a mission from God. You guys are going to get terrorism within your fucking school, motherfucker. And you're going to be guilty. And I warned you. <laughs> okay. Uh, she has since pled guilty in federal court to, quote, intentionally obstructing persons in the enjoyment of their free exercise of religious beliefs, end quote, by threatening to bomb the school. The defendant made violent threats against high school students, religious leaders, and school officials based solely on her disagreement with a private school's application of religious doctrine, said Eric Dryben, assistant attorney general for the Civil Rights Division. Tolerance and religious freedom are cornerstones values in our society, and the Department of Justice will continue to vigorously prosecute violent threats motivated by bias. All right, well, Eric Dryland. Okay, but uh, uh, this the whole thing, it's just, what I find very interesting, though, is... Uh, She's being charged for obstructing persons in the enjoyment of their free exercise of religious beliefs. And in this case, it is to highlight, well, many accomplishments, but including that of same-sex marriages and other same-sex alumni, you know, gay people, gay LGBTQ folks, uh, accomplishments and, and things. And usually, religious beliefs and freedoms are used against. So this that was just I think that's just an interesting uh, twist um, on that. A new report from the LGBTQ plus advocacy group Lambda Legal presents a sobering analysis of how the Trump judicial appointments will impact LGBTQ plus rights for at least the next generation. The report details the record number of judges uh, Trump has appointed in just four years, shining light on the anti-LGBTQ plus views of many of them. Given the federal judges have a lifetime appointment and can only be removed via impeachment, the impact of uh, their rulings will be long-lasting. While Donald Trump's presidency may be coming to an end, his devastating impact on our federal courts will take decades to reverse, uh, Kevin Jennings, chief executive officer at Lambda Legal, said in a statement. Uh, he continued, when the basic human rights of LGBTQ plus Americans are so often challenged in court, we cannot accept a judiciary stacked with judges who would disenfranchise these vulnerable groups, end quote. Um, the findings of the study, though, are um, deeply disturbing. Uh, so 40% of the Trump administration's 
of the Trump administration's confirmed appellate judges have a demonstrated history of hostility to the LGBTQ community. Uh, furthermore, 85% of his circuit court nominees have had an affiliation with the Federalist Society, which is a right-wing organization uh, which adheres to an originalist interpretation of the Constitution and has given platform to those advocating against marriage equality, LGBTQ plus workplace protections, and worse. His appointment of Amy Coney Barrett to the, to the U.S. Supreme Court was particularly concerning uh, and impactful given her history of homophobic remarks and association as a trustee from 2015 to 2017 with Trinity Schools in Virginia, which teaches that, quote, homosexuality is an abomination against God. Sex should occur only within marriage and marriage should only be between a man and a woman, end quote. I'm down for the only within a marriage, but how you, anyway, so federal uh, judgeships are lifetime appointments, right? So while many will focus on Trump's three Supreme Court nominees, the real damage can be done at the lower court levels. The nation's top court hears only a selection, only a select few uh, cases per year. So decisions made in the lower courts can be, uh, can set precedent and, in effect, shaped decisions made elsewhere and going forward. The Republican-held Senate, uh, led by Senator Mitch McConnell of Tennessee, served as a mere rubber stamp for the president's judicial appointments. Senate Judiciary uh, Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham aided in his effort. Almost one-third of all circuit judges are now Trump appointees. 54 out of 177 active judges. The result of his outpacing his, like, his last five predecessors and the number of judges confirmed. In fact, he confirmed only one less judge in four years than the Obama administration confirmed in eight he has almost confirmed as many judges as Obama did in eight years. And this man did it in half the time. And he's like, I'm telling you, he just went in with his full agenda, like, just to fuck shit up. He's just, he's, he's, he's selling, he's selling these things. I don't even know that they're his, his position. I don't know what he feels. I don't care. I don't know. Right. But he's selling these things, right. It's to the highest bidder. All right. You need these kind of judges on the, on the court. Cool. How much is that? How much is that worth to you? All righty. All righty. Like dude is broke. He became a president so he can will and deal. And it's exactly what he's doing. And now he's about to be kicked out and he's mad as fuck because you're shutting down his business just when it was getting it off the ground. Okay. Now that's what the fuck it is. Anyway, so the combined effect of the number of judges confirmed and the far-right nature of their belief is deeply concerning. Jennings hopes uh, the report will be a wake-up call to the country and incoming administration to protect the LGBTQ plus community from the uh, lasting Trump judicial uh, legacy. Uh, Jennings of the of Lambda Legal says, quote, this report should serve as a call to action for the incoming Biden administration to reverse the damage done by the outgoing administration. President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris must commit to ensuring future nominees respect the dignity of all Americans, including those in the LGBTQ plus community, end quote. On November 3rd, uh, Dr. Alicia Musau, 
uh, was elected vice president of the Oglala CU tribe, making her the first LGBTQ uh, person elected to the tribe's executive council. Uh, this is pretty cool. Um, she says, uh, or I'm sorry, Dr. Masala says, uh, to me, it's just about representation, representation for our youth. She told LGBTQ Nation about the historic occasion. It is representation and letting our youth know there are LGBTQ plus people in office that there are uh, that are trying to make a difference for our community. And um, by that, she she means not just the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community, but also the Native American uh, community. So while campaigning, Dr. Uh, Alicia Musal said that anytime she engaged with youth, they always asked her um, her stance on on LGBTQ rights, and she was like, "Wow, that's so awesome!" And it was great. You know, she's like, she, "You should be asking these questions." So uh, it was great for her to see, and I think that 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 is pretty cool. Um, the tribe is located in South Dakota, and uh, as vice president, uh, she hopes to continue bringing trauma informed practices to the tribe. She also hopes to build a science, technology, engineering, arts, and math uh, research and training center. Uh, also, like a, a STEAM STEM uh, center. Um, so yeah, congratulations to, uh, Dr. Alicia Musao, you know, um, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, and an unsuccessful attempt to be gender neutral. Listen to this shit. Missouri Congressman Emanuel Cleaver, uh, apparently didn't realize amen is a Latin word for so be it. In a misguided attempt to be gender neutral, uh, Representative Emanuel Cleaver, uh, Democrat of Missouri, ended the congressional prayer in an unusual way. Uh, instead of closing with the pre-funk Tory, I'm sorry, I was reading. <laughs> instead of closing with the pre-funk Tory, uh, Amen. Cleaver, a Methodist minister, chose Amen and a woman. Amen is a Latin word uh, that means so be it. It has no gender in Latin. Hey, we all make mistakes, right? E for effort, uh, I suppose. RuPaul's uh, Drag Race premieres its 13th season uh, on New Year's Day. Normally, Ru would uh, lead into a competition by saying, Gentlemen, start your engines and may the best woman win. Instead, RuPaul says, Now, um, racers, start your engines and may the best drag queen win. That's their attempt to be gender neutral because you know there is now the contestant who is a woman who became a trans man who is in drag i think i got that right yeah so boom uh yeah so netflix hulu amazon hbo max and apple are like in mad competition for our eyeballs and they're like all streaming hella lgbtq community lesbian gay they content that's what we're gonna call it lesbian gay they content um so check out our uh our site for like a full list of everything it's like really long but like it's like there's mad shit on that um uh, our site's staffic.world yeah that's what it is um so okay so okay so y'all we know uh bronwyn burke um the real housewife lady came out right or has a girlfriend now or whatever her thing is so 
This lady, she comes out at 42, right? Cool. She starts dating a younger woman who's 28. Cool. Then she says she wants to stay married to her husband. What? And that she'd be hurt if he were to see anyone else. Wait. Right. So apparently the husband, Sean, and the girlfriend, Chris, have met. And Chris comes over for dinner, for family dinners with the kids and all. Right? So uh, to me, it sounds really like Polly-ish, you know, right? But I mean, but seriously, you know, like whatever works, you know, I guess. Like everyone is entitled to their own type of like home relationship, right? Uh, I, like, who am I to tell you otherwise? But I just, like, I just don't, I don't get what, what is she saying? What is she? Like, she wants to be with this woman, but she don't want her husband to move on. And she wants to technically still be married to him, but would not be in a relationship. Like, I don't even get what she's saying. But um, I don't think she does either. And so she said she's in therapy or something like that. But I don't I don't know. Like, I'm not really following this too much, you know. So to be all, like, to be a, a complete 100% like what you, I predict she'll probably get back with her husband or something. You know, like, I don't know, PR stunt. Mm, maybe, maybe not. Mm. Anyway, like I said, who cares? So, um, Halsey, who has been openly bisexual for years now, says she doesn't like how sometimes fans tell her she made them gay. Listen to this, because I completely, like, I dig this so much. But she explains why she says that, right? So, quote, she says, um, quote, then the comments underneath the video are, Halsey made me gay. Halsey's so hot, she made me gay. And they don't understand that through this hyper-sexualized culture, what they that what they think they're doing is being accepting of homosexuality. And really, what they're doing is insinuating that gay is something that you can be made and that is, like, counterproductive to my M.O. My M.O. is to normalize it, to make it understood Comments like that come from this hyper-sexualized nature of the internet, this hyper-sensitive political correctness, and this, like, crazy, crazy world of awareness, end quote. But, like, seriously, though, and I, I hate that, too, because it, it does add to the thing, like, there's, she says other stuff, too, about this, like, how she's saying, like, Well, she says it here, but I just, I did, I cut it, the, the quote short, but you know what I mean? Like, it's true. Like you, it just makes it, it does make it sound like it's just something you can on Monday be like, Hey, I'm gay. And on Tuesday, like, Oh, I'm not today or something. You know, it's like, wait, what? So I, I, I dig that. But I, I get also the fans are probably just like talking cause they're just like, you know what I mean? Like, you get like that girl crush or something, you know, I don't know. I can't speak from them, but yeah, I feel it though. I feel it on that. It's, it's kind of annoying. Um, so sticking with Halsey, like, dang, she blowing up, but not. Um, so two-time Grammy Award nominee Halsey has just launched her first ever beauty brand. Uh, it's a makeup company called About Face. Uh, it's a vegan makeup line. And according to a press release, About Face is a multidimensional color beauty brand rooted in innovation, self-expression, self-expression, and high performance with customer experience as its highest priority. It provides the tools to create looks that highlight authenticity and uniqueness in every form, recognizing that there is not one version of us. End quote. Uh, the collection is uh, being released with three franchises. They're called uh, Light Lock, Matte, and Shadow Stick. 
Light Lock is Halsey's signature face highlighter range uh, with stratospheric shine that includes thick powder fluid and lip gloss. The matte line includes painted matte lip colors and pencils, matte fluid eye uh, paint, and a set and prime spray. Shadow Stick is a collection of cream eyeshadow crayons that range in shades from soft pearly pastels to high-intensity matte velvet and teal black and white. Damn, did I just do a whole commercial? Yeah. Anyway, so Halsey announced the makeup line on Instagram, um, and she said that it's her baby, uh, it's her own conception, and it's very special to me because I'm not just the face of some company, I'm the creator, the head makeup artist, and I hand-selected every detail along the way. End quote. Well, that concludes episode 19. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Dyke. You can connect with them at DressDyke on Instagram and Twitter at DressDyke.com online. And remember, members of Sapphic.world receive discounts on all DressDyke.com purchases. As always, thanks for listening. Love yourself. Love others. Until next time.